I'm going to say let's do it one more time. Okay. And then we're going to do it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mary, let's do it. Welcome. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Can you hear me? Are you in the computer? It's me. Who? You're Mary. Oh, hey, Mary. <laughs> Are you safe? I am. And I'm, I think I've gained weight. Huh. Welcome to spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Julie. I'm Mary. And boy, do I feel far away from Julie right now? Yeah. I'm just not going to lean into our banter and our like rivalry because it's very weird to do it through a screen a little it, it feels like we can't hug and make up afterwards so anything hurtful you say is really gonna land and what if i get covid and you never get to apologize yeah with that being said i think we should just have the caveat now that this episode is a drinking game anytime one of us says covid drink 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 up me hearties yoho mm-hmm. um because- uh, we have a really special guest yeah Really? Very special. Very special. We have uh, Michael Johnson on the show. I got to pee. Hello. Oh, he has to pee. Oh, well, that's great timing. <laughs> we need to get through this. We need to get through very this quickly. real quick. Like, what's up? I'm so excited to be on. Long time editor. Long time Hard editor, Hard time listener, never fan, <laughs> never, <laughs> never been a fan. <laughs> so Michael's here because, um, well, Frank, quite frankly, because he lives with me. <laughs> and quite frankly, because that's really the only guest we can have on at this point. <laughs> wow. Um, so Michael never saw the movie Parasite. Uh, and this podcast, we show our I almost said listener, but what is Michael? Our guest. Guest. He's a guest. Um, <clears throat> the final scene of Parasite. And then he's going to make up what he thinks the plot is. But first, we're going to trick him a bunch. Yeah, we're going to mislead him. And Michael, I want to put in, I want to actually backtrack a little bit. It's not just out of necessity that we have you here on the show. I've brought it up at least a million times that you needed to be on the show. So I know. Thanks. He was playing yeah. hard to get. <sighs> yeah, I wanted to, you know. That was a long time ago when we were kind of figuring out all these shows. So I kind of wanted, you know, you guys to get it was like a bit of a missed opportunity if we kept dipping into the rock rising pool, you know, with yeah. guests and stuff. So I'm I'm happy to do it now. Yeah. He didn't want it to feel incestuous. Well, COVID, <laughs> well, it's time to drink. get incestuous. <laughs> COVID drink, it's time to get incestuous. Um, so, Michael, uh, I would love to know from you, and I think Mary would too. Um, I think I would too. Is what, what do you know about Parasite? Um, any fun facts, anything we can put on the table that you already know? Fun fact, a parasite is an <laughs> organism that thrives on the expense of another. I'm so sorry. Fun facts about the film Parasite. Fun facts about Parasite the film. It's a film. 
debatable whether or not it's a film or a movie. A lot of people saw it. It there was there was apparently a wave behind it of like, oh, did you see Parasite? Parasite. And then um, I basically listened to all those come and go, and here we are. I'm on a show that um, the only requirement is that you haven't seen the movie that you're talking about. So I I have not seen it. Don't I don't have that much data. On so you it. don't know anything. <laughs> No. <laughs> He's perfect, Julie. He's perfect. <laughs> Let's corner him. He's like, bro, you should go see it. And I'm like, no, I got to edit stuff. Wow. Or go to jujitsu. You sound super fun to be around. Thanks. Um. All right. Well, I, I'll start with just some. Well, Mary, do you think I'm fun to be around? Do you know me? Um. I would say you were. I'm sorry. I the answer is yes, but I'm just trying to think of what the opposite. Yes, of, but yeah. No, I was trying to think of the opposite of what a parasite was. I was trying to make a joke. You're the opposite oh, of what a parasite is. You don't feed off of the host. You you give something to the host. Wow. Yeah. I You're, think some parasites are they still like they're it's still mutually beneficial. A symbiotic, okay. uh, I think there are symbiotic parasites. Then you are a, a symbiotic parasite. Thanks. Of a man. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to tell you a little bit about this movie, Michael. I mean, is that where we're at? I always forget our format now. I think that's where we're at. It's been so long. Full disclaimer, this is our first show in many weeks. I can't wait till we record uh, someone else remotely so that I don't have to be snuggling with michael while we record well it's gonna have to somebody's gonna have to get snuggly with me then so mm -hmm. into this I'm, I'm recording into what looks like an old-timey radio microphone <laughs> yeah it looks like a softball <laughs> okay yes, so fun facts. oh go ahead oh go ahead i'm queuing you up oh, get right. ready for your microphone looks like a prop from yeah. like <laughs> men in black like the first bit of black movie. mary mary let's hear let's hear your gulp of a drink oh, yeah, on these mics Oh, let's hear how it is. Whoa, that <laughs> was awful. Tasty. <laughs> Sounded like you swallowed a baby carrot whole. Diet Dr. Pepper. <laughs> While like a cricket was like visiting a chiropractor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is what we're going to put on the table for you, Miguel. Uh, this movie came out in 2019. This movie is Korean. South Korean to be to be exactly yeah. Um, it's 132 minutes long. Uh, it was nominated for six Oscars, and it won four. And the four Oscars that it won are really big. It won best screenplay, hmm. international film, picture, and director. Yeah, I remember a lot it of biggins swept. Yeah. Um, it's directed and written by Bong Joon-ho. No, I'm who, well. Who also... Him. You actually do, Michael. Bong Joon-ho. Joon it's actually Bong Joon-ho. Oh. Like, Joon-ho is one word. Anyway, um, you actually do like him and you don't even know it. He also wrote and directed Snowpiercer. Oh, I do know that one. I love Bong Joon-ho. <laughs> Bong Joon-ho. I do love Snowpiercer. Okay, so after Snowpiercer, apparently one of his like close friends was like, "You should write more," and so he like wrote a play, and then it became Parasite. This was a play. 
I think he was like trying to write a play, but it didn't work. Killer. Um, okay, so this movie. Oh yeah, this movie um, was reported to have the biggest Oscar effect since Gladiator in two thousand one. Can you guys guess what the Oscar effect is? The Oscar effect since yeah. Gladiator. Yeah. This was this was written to say it has the it's had the biggest Oscar effect since the Gladiator movie came out. Is the Oscar effect okay? You guess first, Michael. No, you go. You felt like you had something. <laughs> it did feel like I had something, didn't it? You didn't. Very convincing. Did you? <laughs> you took a deep, intensive breath. I was gonna just trust that my brain was gonna get there as my mouth was speaking. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> and here we are now, buying right. myself more time. I think the Oscar effect is like. No, I don't know. I'll tell you guys. Oh no! I know what it is. I know what it is. Mary, it's, it's when if she doesn't. I want to guess. It's when you don't think Russell Crowe is going to be good in a part, and then he isn't. Yes. Okay. Right. No, it's, no, it's uh, you have a guess? Yeah. Okay. Where the Oscar effect of like, no, I don't have anything. Wow. I okay. was going to do the same thing Mary did. <laughs> who, who, who edits our show? I'm actually really surprised neither of you could guess this, because when I read this fact, I was like, doy. But basically, the box office sales went up 230 percent because of what it won at the oscars 230 ah, i thought that was too obvious to guess so me I didn't too guess okay it. whatever you guys are dumb um <gasps> this is the first ever let me say that again first ever non-english film to win best picture whoa ever yeah which is that offensive bong joon ho is the fourth asian ever to be nominated as a director and the second ever to win and then i wrote yikes wow because that's just hey it happened in trump's america (laughs) (laughs) it's a small victory folks up upswing (laughs) upswing um grab them by the trophies so it's the first ever south korean film to be like at this level at the oscars Ever, which is cool because you know that every country is oh. making movies, right? And then mm. it's the second ever. Hold. Mary has a question. Yes, I have a Mary. question. My battery is about to die on my computer, so I gotta get a computer charger. Oh my word! Can you, you run. fill the time, Mary? Yeah. I'm gonna tell our listeners about Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon while you're okay, gone. Okay, great. I'll be right back. Run, you scrawny <laughs> little piece of shit. <laughs> uh. So it was the first ever South Korean film to be nominated for Best Picture and the second East Asian film ever to be filmed. This is, I just heard Mary say Charger. This is now a situation where we're 13 minutes into the podcast and I'm in the room alone. Mary's gone. Michael's gone. Michael went to pee. Mary went God knows where. And I'm just riffing. So I had Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon on VHS. And it was pretty long. It's pretty much the only thing I remember. (laughs) Michael went to the bathroom. Did he? We can edit this out, right? (laughs) He looked at me with wide eyes. No, I was riffing like a boss. Okay, we won't edit it out. He looked at me like with wide eyes and he goes, can I go to the bathroom? I have to go. 
I was like, sure. <laughs> What's up, potato? Oh, bye. All right. So now we're all back. Okay. I don't think we edited it out. I mean, it's under a minute. This is the real shit, you know? This is the stuff that humanizes us. People probably, you know, glorify us yeah. as, as gods. And, you know, this is the stuff that it's like, no, we're just like you. We make mistakes. We yeah. breathe heavily after coming up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so what I was saying is in 2000, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, or 2001, 2000? It was nominated for Best Picture, and it was the like only other Asian film that's like been at the Oscars. Um, mm. And then I, the thing I riffed about that now I want to share with you guys is that I had that movie on VHS. Oh. <laughs> Crouching Tiger and Dragon. Yeah, dude. Can you say that wow. again? Crouching Tiger and Dragon. <laughs> COVID. COVID nineteen. Drink. All right, so now Mary's going to give, I'm sure, spoiler-ridden reviews. Do you have I your breath? I don't think so. I will never regain my breath. It's really weird. I've been feeling really short of breath recently, and I don't know. Can't smell have, anything. Wait, do you have <laughs> what? COVID? Drink. I literally can't smell or taste wait, anything right now. Can you really not smell or taste? No, I can. I'm oh, we can't. This. What? We can't. Well, at least you're together. <laughs> like, we straight up can't smell or taste anything. Nothing. Which is actually good for sharing a microphone, because I can't smell your stanky breath. <laughs> well, there's one upside to having... You. <laughs> I'm talking to two people who have the coronavirus, so AMA. <laughs> now, okay. Uh, All right, Mary's, Mary's so turn. My turn. Um, these are reviews. My twin. My twin. Uh, for Rotten Tomatoes, man, did it feel good to touch back in with Rotten Tomatoes, my favorite website of all time. Um, from Leah Greenblatt of Entertainment <laughs> Weekly, <laughs> Leah Greenblatt, <laughs> she said, <laughs> that's a fake name. Uh, Mary's always so disdainful of all the reviewers' names. Leah Greenblatt, Greenblatt. if that's really your name. <laughs> gave it a ripe, juicy tomato and said, if the movie is a Rorschach of who you identify as parasite and host, it's a test you're just as likely to fail. A film-going experience that refuses, sorry, I have to breathe, to fit into any box. <laughs> I wasn't breathing <laughs> during any of that. And forces viewers to breathe the dangerous air outside of it, too. Leah <laughs> Le- Greenblatt in, on December 11th, 2019, predicted COVID-19. Drink. COVID. Wait, Mary, why did you say shortness of breath and you can't taste or smell anything? Like, why was that on the same thought for you? I was making a joke. I was saying it's really weird. I've been, like, really short of breath recently and like can't because those are both symptoms <laughs> not tasting and smelling yeah yeah that's a really that's it's a, a really a common symptom, symptom that people are reporting great oh i just no. saw julie spiral <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no 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 i'm fine <laughs> <laughs> oh 
I'm fine. I just have a parasite. <laughs> Go. Oh, a parasite. Julie's spiraling. We're going to get through this. COVID <laughs> is not a parasite. Drink. <laughs> Hold on to your nuts. Uh, um, <laughs> Madeline R. Gave it five stars. Sit on the edge of you seat. You will never look at a blinking light the same. Ooh. On the edge of you seat. Okay. An anonymous user gave it three stars and said, eh, it would be better in English. Oh. Wow. Boo. Lou T. Lou T. Gave it five stars. Lou T. Lou T. Ludi gave it five stars and said, is there anything left to say? Whoa. From whom? Who's saying anything? Ludi. Right. Um, what do I want to end with? An anonymous user gave it three stars and said, well, I have my doubts. Chin scratching emoji. Chin scratching? You mean thinking? Is that what the thing is doing? Is that what the big <laughs> face is doing? I thought it was it's scratching, its, scratching chin. its chin. No. Okay. It's touching its chin lightly. Like this one? Yes. Go touch yeah, it. Think- Stop touching it. <laughs> that's the thinking emoji. That's the thinky face. All right. I don't know well, what face so- Michael is doing, but... <laughs> So what we're going to do now is we're, Michael's going to watch the clip and Michael, we'd love it if you could narrate the clip. Sure, um, sure. You don't have to like read all the subtitles you can, but basically just get our listeners on the same page as us. Got it. Got it. Got it. Oh, our headphones just collided. Open up your books, kids. We're about to read a story. All right. Ready? Okay. Turn to page one. Oh, oh, oh. it's not page one. It's, the final page right turn to the last page <laughs> but have the mind have the mind as if we're turning to the first page okay so we're looking at a a strapping uh korean lad who is uh, in a nice fitting suit talking to two women i'm imp- i'm assuming they're like real estate agents because you know he's talking about when i have a lot of money i'm gonna buy this house for my mama and then so they're looking out on this backyard. He's talking about how, you know, it's so nice when the sun shines. And he's like looking up, taking up the sun. His mom's doing random stuff in the garden. And now we cut to the inside of the house. What I'm presuming is um, kind of like looking out onto the backyard we were just at. A dude appears kind of in a creepy fashion um, through a, you know, kind of like a nicely cut hole in the wall of shelves. A door. <laughs> well, it's no handle, no door at all. Um, he has a very nice, sleek, urban-looking zip-up on. And he kind of has, like, a, what you would might say a pox-scarred face. Oh, his shadow is kind of following him in a creepy fashion. Um, everything about that shot was creepy to me. And he's walking into this huge, expansive living room with the furniture and belongings packed up and put to the um, perimeter. They're packed up on the perimeter of the... Uh, the whole living room here and he's walking out and meeting this woman or someone outside you know because of the recording it's hard to tell whether or not it was the same person taking in the sunshine with his mama in the backyard but now we have that person doing the random stuff in the garden coming back to join them hugging by the door 
And now I see Julie's reflection in the TV. Oh, that made me laugh very hard. And so (laughs) then it's a snowy night in some nondescript Korean city. Excuse me, I'm burping. (laughs) And we got this guy looking pensively at a bunch of like Korean um, markings on on a parchment. And he's talking about taking care until then and just kind of looking out. And he's like, so long, you know, saying when I have money, but until then I, I, I can't buy it for you type of thing. And then it's, it cuts to black. Um, and I see Mary's reflection. again. <laughs> I did um, full disclosure, film this on my laptop in a reclined position. Uh, so when it fades to black, what you see is my full body spread out Burt Reynolds style. <laughs> love reflected. it um wow what a scene what a scene i yeah. love i love the idea of somebody calling a door a nicely nicely cut hole in the wall <laughs> <laughs> but you're it gonna want to like, do um, it <laughs> it looks like that it uh, the reason I didn't say door is because usually doors are obvious and like when someone comes in and out of a door it's like a noticeable thing. He literally just kind of slinks through this hole in the wall and you see like two bug eyes like in this weird right, abyss before you see anything else. It's a door frame. Uh, you don't know. It's, it's part of a wall of shelves. You, you haven't even seen it, Julie. D- don't door frames hold doors? If there's no door, how can it be a door frame? Then it's just a nicely cut hole in the wall. Yeah. Right. Which is exactly what he described. So thanks. I'm a four, by the way. I'm a four for Enneagram people. I, I, yeah, it's like I specifically didn't say door. I said hole in the wall because I'm a four. I'm a four. He only says things that don't rhyme with four. So he couldn't Mm. say door. Right. <laughs> right. That's the Enneagram type. And for the record, Michael, I think you're a 10. Oh, thanks. Wow. Yeah. I'm right here, I think Mary. you're a 10, too. Thank you. I'm a 7. Like a hard 9.5. Yeah. <laughs> hard 9. <laughs> Mary's definitely a 7 or a 9. Mm, depending on the day. Cute. No, you only have one type. Right. Uh, so, Michael, what were your takeaways from this real estate scene? Oh, like, just from the, the scene isolated, like, what were my takeaways from the scene? Yeah. Yeah, it um, it was sad. It's very sad. And, it, and like I said a couple times, it's pretty creepy. Yeah. It's creepy and sad. Those are the, That was my main takeaway. Creepy and sad. What do you make mm-hmm. of the fact that we're moving from how did the two worlds of this house and the end go together in your mind? Well, in my mind, they go together in the same world, but again, like if, if I could have seen that video in higher resolution, this could change my whole thing about what I think is going on. But basically I think that they exist in the same world. It's just that the person who's talking about it and picturing what's going on isn't there. Like they're mm. somewhere else. Is the guy reading at the end the same guy who has, as you called it, a pockmarked face? The pockmarked face. <laughs> Great Pock observation scarred. to detail. I mean, yeah. Those um, the same guys? No, to me, no. 
And I rewound that clip several, several, several times thinking, <laughs> thinking, you know, was this a choice? Like, were they trying to make him look different or older or aged? And I'm like, no, that's, that's going to go ahead and be racist of me to think they're mm. different people because they're around the same age. And, and in this, whatever world we're in, I view these things going on at the same time. So that also rules out it being him for m many mm. reasons. Also, shout out to the Koreans for taking care of COVID, huh? Drink. Taking care of business. Taking care of COVID. Every day, stay inside. Right, so Mary has seen this movie, so we can do a little strategy where we just like ask her direct questions and she'll just give us spoilers like Halloween I'll just candy. Immediately crack under the pressure. <laughs> but through this new ahead, digital try. format, I don't feel as intimidated. I feel like I can really stand my ground. What is the genre of this movie, Mary? It's a horror comedy. Is it really? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, she uh excuse me. She had death behind her eyes while she said that. I don't know if she was doing a bit or not. I guess that's the whole thing about horror comedy. You just True. never know. You never know what to think of it. But you did say sad and creepy. Sad and mm -hmm. creepy. Was there anything funny to you about that last clip? No. Well? No. No. Then? Well, other than seeing your reflection like so perfectly poised <laughs> with that fucking iPhone. <laughs> Could you imagine if that iPhone, made it into the final cut? This, they have a director's cut and like a other kinds of cuts, and this is the Mary's Mary's reflection cut. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna launch an entire line. You know how they sell DVDs just on like tables outside of like. <laughs> supermarket yo have you seen mary's parasite that shit is clean Ooh, gross. <laughs> mary's, mary's parasite, parasite. is that a, COVID, is that just, a euphemism for something nasty come yes. throw it back all right okay. so yeah any inklings yeah. of where who these characters might be what their relationships might be i don't yeah. know if you're a plot guy or a character guy i'm mm. like a feeling type of guy a feeling so, so i i built creepy. the plot and well, I feel like a lot of people came on here and they, they, they typed out a whole bunch of like, you know, they understood the breakdown of movies. What's that chart thing? The Snyder beat sheet. Yeah. A lot of people like, I feel like some, you have, you have had some guests that came on with the Snyder beat sheet approach <laughs> and mine's more of like a heartbeat approach, you know, I'm from the heart and you know? so I'm going to spit it from the heart. And <laughs> you know, one of wow. the things from the heart is that it's, it's creepy and sad and because they were not the same people in this world that I'm seeing, I saw them as obviously both that like they had to be related in some sense. Like there's some relationship there and I think they're brothers. And the reason I think they're brothers is because <clears throat> the guy who's at the end, if he, if this is going on in the same place and he's picturing about buying this house that he wants to get for his mom one day when I'm assuming his mom already has it. Cause she was in that purple jogger suit. She was that random person in the garden in my mind, like in the back yeah. doing some weird stuff in that purple jogger suit. I'm like, okay, so that's the mom maybe. Mm -hmm. And so I think they're brothers. And the reason I think they're brothers is because they hug. Like there's obviously some sort of relationship between 
<clears throat> the 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 guy who comes in the hole in the wall, not the door, uh, with the pox scarred face mm-hmm. and the glasses. I <laughs> <laughs> the guy with the pockmarked face. We need guy. We need a guy with pockmark come through hole wall. Come through the hole in the wall. I have the name. because he's hugging and stuff i think i don't know who he's hugging really if i it could be the guy in the video at the end but it also could not be it's again it was kind of a grainy in the presentation it's a like in the video no in the video of the movie like if i could see the last minute of the movie of with the film quality i Mm -hmm. i'm sure this discrepancy would not be here but yeah this was a meta meta presentation it was a movie of a movie (laughs) and i think that that is uh, we're living through a time of great isolation, and I think this was just another example of how we isolate from the art. Well, when it blacked out and I saw your reflection, I literally thought that was in the film yeah. of like, oh, someone's <laughs> filming this. So, hmm, what does that mean? This has happened before when we did The Sixth Sense. Mary filmed with in her bedroom, and there was like a clear, like, like antique lamp in the shot. <laughs> we just made it a character. It was such like an emo silhouette on this black TV screen. It was like, I could mean? see your haircut and everything. What does it mean that a white, a long white woman wearing a Bernie Sanders sweatshirt <laughs> is filming these Korean people? What does it mean? A long white woman. <laughs> okay, and I think they're brothers. Why? Why is because because of they the hug like brothers. They I'm trying to make well, yeah. So he hugs someone at the door, and then the mother or the you know the woman in the purple jogger suit realizes them and turns around to meet them. So there's some relational context there, and I think that they're brothers not only because of that, and not only because he's in the house that he's that this dude is talking about, which in the world that I'm constructing can't also be the guy who's talking about the house. So, um, all right. Anyway, so I think that the brothers also, because I had to rewind it several times where I was like, is that the same dude or is it not? So they look kind of familiar, like to each other. And he and whoever's walking into the house is obviously familiar with who's there, which I'm going to assume is his mother, the mother that is talked about in the um, fantasy flashback of the like, yeah, the fantasy flash scene. He's like, I'm going to get that bitch a house. I'm going to get that bitch a house because she raised my ass. Yeah, yeah. So aggressive about okay. it. Um, great setup, I guess. So then, where does he find himself? Who is this person at the end then? Reading. Boy, it's it's the guy. It's the guy. <laughs> it's the it's guy the who guy. did it. It's the guy who did it all. Did what? He did it all. He, he, he did, did the it parasite. all. The guy the reading parasite. at the end is the one who bought his mom a house. No, it's the brother, and this is what's up about it all. The guy at the end, he is the guy who's like, "I want to buy my mommy a house," uh, and he never fucking does. You know why? Because okay. he's his own worst enemy. He yeah. undoes himself, mm. and I'll tell you, I'll tell you how, if you would like to know. Wait, are we, okay. Wait, what was the question? Nothing. Go. You're on a. No, what was the question? He's leading from the heart. No, come on. Where where are we supposed to go from here? Well, I, I want to just do a quick disclaimer. Let's all be careful about um, the Korean accents we make. He was put just on. a baby. He was a baby. Yeah, he was just trying to be a baby. Like, oh, my mommy. I want to buy a house for my mommy. It doesn't have to be Korean. 
but I might slip into some Asian type things because I'm watching Dragon Ball right now, and so it's and right on the tip of the it. tongue. We're gonna roll with yes. it, and I'm gonna mimic it, and it's gonna be somehow ten times worse when I do it. Oh gosh, <laughs> yeah. All right, so he's a crybaby. No, he. I think he. I think. Uh, I don't know why I think this because. He was sitting like in a room, a dark room, seemed like on a bed next to a dark wall, like mm. in, in a basement level because the street, you went past the camera pans past the street and the, the street and the window, they keep like gliding up. And so I think he's in a, some sort of a basement scenario. And I think he's a prisoner, not in the terms of like, mm-hmm. he's literally being held against his will but i think he's a prisoner in his own mind of wonderment he's wandering right now he's an emotional prisoner psychological like i think he actually has something wrong in his head like he's sick interesting can i ask just a general theme question is this a movie about real estate Mary holding in a way it is i think it's about intellectual real estate and like ego I think it's a I think it's a story of ego. I honestly the only way in which I could piece a whole gosh freaking plot out of one minute of a of a movie is is this. I had to parallel it with another story that I know and that I think could make sense. So I think it's a I think it's a, I think we have a classic Cain and Abel case on our hands here. Mm, we got a cane and Abel, folks. Very good. Two, two, two brothers. Very good. Now here's the thing. Now here's the thing. In the in the typical story, Cain, the murderer, the first human born, because uh, again, he, his parents were Adam and Eve, um, not not people who were born. They were created um, Adam out of dust, dirt, and then Eve out of the rib. Super sexist, I know, but out of the rib of Adam. Um, and because God saw that man was lonely, super sexist and fucked up and probably wrong women came first. That's for sure. We all have nipples when we're fetuses. So there's and, a thing about that. And the penis is created from when right. the, it, the, we have a vagina first. So And, the, and something, you know, it's like the instead of the over, you know, this could be completely I could be. Uh, misspeaking here but uh, the balls are apparently something dropping that usually doesn't and then it you know it's like okay good so i'm not wrong and there's the thing about that is that we probably were all women so it's super sexist and fucked up but back to cain and abel cain he murdered abel and he was the oldest i think it's different because and you know i don't think they're going to model it like literally detail for detail so in this scenario i don't think that the guy who's a prisoner in his own mind were in whatever dingy basement apartment he's in after failing to collect this house for his mother. I don't think that he's older. I think he's younger. And I think that part of the reason that he fucked things up is because he tried so hard to prove himself and to get this house for his mother that he ended up driving himself crazy, committing a terrible crime of passion while simultaneously and parasitically like ravaging his community. What is the Michael just did a mic pass after that. Mic pass done. Wow. Um so uh, that's so interesting. What can I ask what the crime of passion was? Do you have a an idea? He killed his father. 
He killed his father. Kind of like the Isaac, and going, going back to the Bible, this could be a, you know, super like um, Western interpretation of the movie. Eastern. Western. Eastern. Western. Mm. I guess it's always right. Westernized. What does westernized mean? The Western world. Yeah, which is? Not Korea. Yeah. So I think that what I'm presenting is definitely a westernized ah, perspective urgent. or a westernized interpretation. But here it here goes. I think it's the Isaac um, and Jacob story of like trying to present something and family relations getting all weird and tied up and an, a, an offering isn't accepted and things get a little haywire. Right. So, wow. Okay. So the daddy's dead. And then- Daddy's dead, and the in the the little frail, the frail man with the Korean parchment in the ba- dingy basement. He's the one who did it. He's the um. King. Quick question. Uh, I have kind of a twofold question. One, the one who kills Daddy is he the favored son? No. Great. That's what I thought. Just clarifying. Uh, number two. Um, at what minute marker in the movie does Dad die? Michael's thinking. How long is the movie? Two hours. Oh, a minute 30. I mean, an hour 30. A minute 30. Oh, wow. Like, okay. like it's okay. towards the end where you like, you get it, it. So it's like, doesn't come out of nowhere. The fact that he pulls the trigger, not that I think he did it with a gun, but the fact that he actually goes through with it and like you actually get to see him snap. Like you see the pieces fall where you're like, oh, he's probably going to kill his dad. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, no, he won't do that. He's not actually going to lose it. And then he does. Mm. And you're like, that's what's shocking is that he actually does it, not that he does it. What's what's the straw that breaks the camel's back? The straw that breaks the camel's back, I think. I'm just is going what... more biblical and more biblical. I don't think that's biblical. There's about a, something about a camel. I think his dad saw something that he probably shouldn't have. Ooh. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Also, do the, does the family know that the bad son kills the father, or is it a secret? No, nah, they know. They fucking know. Okay. <laughs> it's like that thing where they get to ride the they get to ride it at, like the audience does, where they see Ooh. it coming too, and like they Ooh. fear that like that this kid is becoming unstable. Mm -hmm. You want to know what I think he does? I think he's some sort of a, okay, so I think the story of the brothers is this. The pockmarked kid pops out first, and he's, like, really, really sweet and, like, really tries. Maybe he's on some sort of a weird, like, Korean wrestling team or something. I don't know if they wrestle there. And he's, like, you know, he tries really hard, but he's just not – he doesn't – he's not embarrassing with sports or with school, but he's like, his forte is like, is treating people nicely and being everyone's like, he he just loves people. He just doesn't quite cut it as a wrestler. Yeah. Like, like they have a, yeah. And you know, they have a dog at their house and he just really likes the dog. And then the other kid comes out and he like always does the dishes. (gasps) Oh, so Mary could be like the pockmarked kid. Yeah. Mary's the pockmarked kid. I relate fully to the pockmarked kid. (laughs) Cause you also don't use doors. You just kind of slink into rooms. It's just kind of slink through nicely cut door hole and wall. (laughs) Hole and wall. And then this other kid, he comes out later, uh, 
and you know what I think is tragic about it. And the only thing that we're supposed to have as the viewers to like care and empathize with this, with this character is that he came at a time where they were trying to have another one for a while and couldn't or something. And like, or something, you know, something like that. He's like, Oh, we had a kid and whatever. And he is good at all the things like school, like really, really smart, really, really smart, not necessarily popular. Like he's weird and doesn't, fit in but not because he's not good at the things it's because he's like smart and weird and just is like over it type of thing Mm -hmm. yeah and he develops i think he develops like some sort of an idea that is like really cool and separates him from his classmates or whatever and all the while like he's dreaming of buying this house for his mother i don't know exactly how they heard about it or saw it but it's like that one thing that he he does everything for is for his mom and try to impress her, mm-hmm. and um, and him and his dad have this weird thing because his dad likes the older one or something, Ooh, yeah. and um, I think this kid develops. I think you know he later after they leave school or whatever develops some sort of a cool technology that he profits off a lot of. Like he has a lot of money, but it but it comes to light that this technology or whatever it is that he developed is hurting people and the father finds out that that he knew this intentionally and was like yeah I don't care I'm gonna make this money because I want to get mom this house and the father's like morally conflicted and like I have to like I have to tell people you know I'm, I'm not gonna support you you're not my son like this is killing people it's affecting our community can't you see it's like killing your whatever and he's like ah, I'm do everything I do is for you <laughs> that was the corpse defecating COVID. That was COVID. Wow. Drink, drink. I am intrigued good. by this plot. So Yeah, and it checks out. Dead dad. Dead dad. We gotta have a dead parent somewhere and might as well come at an hour thirty. Okay. And so then yeah, boy. So then how does this affect so when we're at the beginning of the movie, we're seeing these two growing up together. I'd also like to add a detail that um the dog likes the older brother the dog does not like the younger brother and i think the younger brother's mean to the dog and it gives us a hint like he kicks it i don't think he kills exactly. it he kicks it but it just gives us a hint that he does has no regard for life mm-hmm. yeah. um for the dog like loses an eye yeah yeah exactly and he doesn't care no here's the thing is like i think the dog that's what's so fucked is cuz cuz the dog likes him but he's just not about it where that's what's weird about him is that there's actually nothing like no one suspects anything like no one's like turning a side eye towards this kid it's just that he's not on anyone's radar so the dog it's not like the dog distrusts him it's that the dog treats him like he would any other owner but what's weird about how is weird what's weird is like how this dude responds where he's like not about it he'd rather just like crack open work on his project like kick yeah. you know maybe he brushes past the dog he doesn't like hit it and abuse it and the dog's like Mmm. but like mm-hmm. he just do- he doesn't show affection to the dog where his brother does right but also wouldn't it be a cool effect if he like let out some of his rage on the dog and accidentally gouged one of the dog's eyes out and then for the rest of the movie the dog walks in a circle yikes dark julie that's dark Dark. you're welcome (laughs) definitely not darker than killing your father but but we're getting there i do like the image of 
of just a long shot of a dog spinning in a circle and then the music just swells. <laughs> violence. Those are violence. Um, it, the way you've constructed this plot too is interesting because it's like, it's, um, it is like, what is your definition of success if we have one brother who's not connected to humans at all and it's just like so career driven and focused, but ultimately mm-hmm. comes to his downfall. And then we have this other brother who was always like very human focused and a, a real humanitarian, if you will. And I wonder after he kills the father, how those two personalities come to a head. And then how do we get to the end where they're hugging? Is that an oh imaginary gosh. sequence? Yeah. This is really a study in the Enneagram, this movie. So are the so are is the person that the pox guard dude is hugging, is that the dude who's in the window in the in the dingy basement apartment? You said no. But is it? Is That's it? what I'm asking. Who is he asking? asking? I, any of you. Let's say it is. Let's, Let's say, say it is. is. Let's say they're um, connected. Okay. Uh, then I feel like I feel like it's a world in which like he went through and bought it all and the brother is like willing to forgive comes there and that's why he's like kind of hesitant and kind of comes through the like he says all you have to do is go up the stairs or whatever and I think his brother was like I don't know. It's really hard to say. I think I I think that it's in a world in which they, yeah, he's envisioning that they that they've gotten to a point where like the maybe he didn't even murder his father. Maybe this is a flashback in which he didn't even have to do that and still could go through with his plan. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I but I think it's in a redemptive world. It's in a redemptive offering of this universe. Hmm. But it is imagined. It is imagined, I believe. Okay. I wow. believe. Because so- because the dude who at the end he's like, but but so long, you know, you know, until then, so long. Mm-hmm. Meaning he doesn't do it or that world doesn't exist. Or it's like his he, since you said he's his own worst enemy, he can see the happy solution, but he like can't bring himself to do it. Exactly. That's why he's a prisoner, not in terms of being literally confined, but his own mind and sickness is isolating him. Cause you know, it could be that there was no murder. You know, I think it's easily explainable. He just ran away because like he was inadequate or he felt inadequate. Um, but I, I truly believe that he is successful in the, in the ways of the world, meaning like in whatever business he was like in whatever ways he was trying to get money like he might have found success in that i think it was just coming at a toxic cost that Mm. kind of ran its course Wow! like he was a parasite and he had he had siphoned off the energy that he needed to chase his dream but then by the time he was there to like fulfill the dream there was no one there to sustain it there was no one there to like hold it up for him wow there was no one there for him to feed off of anymore Exactly. It was a parasite that ran its course. And as Michael said at the beginning, the genre is sad and creepy. And what's creepier than a one-eyed dog spinning in a circle? (laughs) I think what's creepy is his, like, I think what's creepy is seeing him get to work 
like whatever this technology is, I think it involved literal like physical bodies of some, like he did work on other people in a way that, that was like, that was supposed, it's something that you, you think is like really helpful that you think Mm -hmm. like a dentist, something like a dentist, but there's something about like something he did that was super fucked up where he would like, it would cause them to be sicker or something. You know, Ooh, I like, think that's where we get that weird flashing light thing. The flashing light is either some weird twisted scientific shit, or it's like there was like a scene with a flashing light, maybe the scene where he murdered his pops. Wow. What about, what about like a, a an implant in the eye to help people see, but then they realize like yeah. it's, even though it's helping people to see, it's also like, fucking up their brains or making them sick or something yep yeah like a spy like a spyware so they can be like you can secure your home from anywhere on the planet by putting this chip inside of your eyeball and so then the chip itself is a parasite because it's destroying the host and he developed this i don't know you know he's not proud of it no parasite he's not Proud. Ooh, yeah, he builds websites. No. <laughs> <laughs> no and he like, sells them in pairs. Mm-hmm. He's got it. He's got it. a paralegal website. Let's change the plot. <laughs> He's a paralegal with a website problem. Michael? Yeah. You followed your Michael, heart. Is this uh, story come from experience with your brother? Yeah, I murdered my dad. Psych, son. I don't even know my father. I'm adopted. Roasted. <laughs> Roasted. <laughs> my adopted father is amazing, though. Roasted my my adopted parents are, are the best. Shout they're out. so good. Shout out. And they're so good that I didn't kill them. They're, and they're also so good that I didn't I didn't even think about my uh, birth father. Really, haven't ever thought about my birth father. So I, that's probably honestly why I constructed this story about around family relations where a father gets killed is like because maybe there's some subconscious shit that i'm not like dealing with but you know i'd like to think that that's not it i'd like to think that i (laughs) that i built this story based off of the information presented honestly i asked you about your brother not your father oh my brother yeah my brother came after me and he was um super like super loving all the time and got you know the short end of the stick all the time whereas I didn't I don't think I was as popular but I was definitely good at the things and like people didn't really question how I was gonna do you know whereas Matthew people were like he he was just kind of harder to place but everyone loved him so I think there's you know you kind of mix that circumstance up a little bit and Hmm. you can kind of see how I got to that I think probably Hmm. but like I don't know I don't want to read too much into my own story I just it's real it's hard because if I had seen the same amount of footage from uh, the same story just in an American presentation I would like to think that I'd be able to gather more information just because of the the American tone Hmm. and like how we make movies here and how they they're set up i would i might be able to see more connections just because of the like you know this the the setup over here but like i don't know maybe if you had had a korean guest on they could have done a lot better job at like seeing things that i couldn't have just because of the way that the cinema is so i don't know look i'm i'm happy with the way things turned out 
I uh, I'm happy with the writing that's been done on this movie. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm happy in that we did it and that I had a good time, but I'm honestly not happy if everything everything that I said isn't 100% true. So I uh, just I want to win the game. I'm curious a little bit because I know in Korean culture, it's very, very important to take care of your parents when they get older. More so than American right. culture. So I mean, is it? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. You're Respect expected for to elders. Them in. You guys have heard that specifically about Korean culture? Mary is Korean. Really? Yeah. My brothers and Half. sisters. So it is true? Yes. It is. Well, that's kind of my... That was my assumption, and that's kind of also why I built it on... Like trying to impress the mom. Hmm. Yeah. Like the I'm Korean sure. the Korean friends I've had said it's just more expected that you'll take them in when they need you, just like how they raised you. You'll raise them down into the grave. <laughs> Lower them. <laughs> Lower them into the grave. Lower them. All right. Well, I'm happy. Not happy. Oh, Mary, do you wanna do you wanna tell us anything that Michael got right? Um no. No, I think uh, wow. I honestly do think that this is a worthwhile movie, and I don't want to spoil any inch of it. Um, and also, I I want you to relish the moments when you watch it together, and and Michael can revel in the moments that he got right firsthand. So I wanna, there are some moments. I want to give you that. That's my quarantine gift to you. Wow! Is is watch it? We're gonna actually as our quarantine house is gonna watch it tonight because we have two people who haven't watched it. So. Really? We can sync up. Yay. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. watch it. Um but guys, we're gonna been a, hold on, what we're, are you gonna, we're gonna kiss. No. Okay. <laughs> Make I'm it not. a big, big wet smoochie. Big wet well, smoochie this for the month. Honestly, such a weird thing to do. But um Michael, we are it. we are tickled. Tickled pink. Tickled, tickled pink. COVID. Drink. Slam them. Uh, Michael, would you like to talk to our listeners privately for a few moments? Yeah, guys. Go ahead and smash that follow button. Smash that subscribe smash button. Smash it. Oh, I've always wanted to say that. Smash that subscribe smash button. It. Smash it. To what? Spoiler? To spoiler oh. COVID. Slam them. Smash this um, follow button. Smash the subscribe button. Spoiler COVID. I, am, uh, I have a lot of things going on. Rock Rising is the main thing. Uh, I have a podcast looking for artists. It is also under the Rock Rising umbrella. Um, I am currently working on the last part of an audio play that should be released soon. It's called By Morning, and I wor I'm working on that with a team of people that um, I went to school with a while ago, and it's just really cool that this project still has life. And uh, other than that, I have a single out on Spotify called Play Pretend, and the reason I talk about it is because we have more music coming on the way. And, uh, oh, there's also a cool um, music video for that if you like the music video. So other than that, I don't really have anything wow. else. Wow, that was a lot of... <laughs> Other than the 10,000 things, just listeners. Michael hasn't been I mean, at I all. do, but like, I don't want to share them. Also, uh, Rock Rising Inc. is the Instagram, I-N-C. And our show, Spoiler, has an Instagram as well called Spoiler The Podcast. Mm -hmm. Also, if we're just promoting Gosh. things, like I, I edit a podcast that I'm really proud of. And we're uh, coming out with an episode this Friday, which is the last 
release a, the last episode we're releasing on platforms because the last show I think they want to do a live show for, but it's called Fan Fiction and it's really heavily produced with like a lot of effects and stuff. This last um, episode is really cool, chapter twenty four, episode eighteen. We, we plugged in. That was like a power strip of plugs. I know. That was great. Got him. Mary, I miss your body. Julie, I miss your body touching my body. Anyways. <laughs> so I guess that can be it. <laughs> it can be. And it probably should be. For all of you out there in quarantine land. Good night. Dodge that COVID. Good luck. Drink. This podcast is produced by Rock Rising. Come follow us on Instagram, and if you want to hear more podcasts, visit rockrising.org. Thanks.